Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Here we, Here are, we again are again for another, for another gathering, gathering of the, the Growing, Growing in Grace, Grace podcast. podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you going to repeat everything Are you going to repeat me? everything after me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Don't make me cough. Don't make me cough. Yeah, Cap's a little under the weather. A little. Okay. A little under the weather. It's not that bad. It's not that but, bad. But... But when you do something, you you know, exert yourself in some way, which for me at this age is laughing. (laughs) Laughing is very, you know, very tiring. You could hear that in your little wheeze there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Stop recording. It's like like Prego. It's in there trying to get it out. (laughs) Stop recording. I got to breathe. So we've got you. We've got me. And here we go. A dog named Boo. (laughs) That doesn't rhyme. No, it's it's me and you and a dog named Boo. <laughs> I got it backwards. We should probably just start this whole podcast over. Right, let's just pretend. We'll pretend right now that we're starting over. And a boy named Sue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Johnny take, Cash. Take two. <laughs> With a dog named Boo and a boy named Sue. Mm, mm, mm. All right. So, Mr. Joel. Let's get cereal. <laughs> the uh the idea of have you ever been in churches or maybe you've, you've been in church circles where discipleship, discipleship is a big word and it can mean a lot of different things depending on your church brand, right? And whatever church denomination you belong to, they may have different um, ideologies, different definitions of what discipleship is or what, what it means to be a disciple. In fact, you, it's one of those things, we, we've used this example a lot over the years, but you wonder if you're in a room with, say, 100 people, 500 people, whatever you want, whatever, whatever you want. Uh, picture yourself in a church auditorium and ask people, maybe hand out sheets because you don't want everybody to talk at once, <laughs> and just ask them to write down, what they think a disciple is. We've done this over the years with different things. What do you think the gospel is? Different things like that. Mm -hmm. What do you think a disciple is? I wonder how many, even in a room of a hundred, how many potentially dozens of different answers you might get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I I mean, we've made it kind of a, um, I don't know. We've kind of carried over this disciple concept into our modern day new covenant belief uh, or our belief system. And a lot of people really aren't sure what it means, but they're, they probably have at least some subconscious assumptions about what a disciple is. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard people saying that it's uh, for lots of different things like being a believer and being a disciple, they're synonymous. So if you're a believer, you're a disciple of Jesus. And I've heard people say that, kind of the opposite of that. Well, it's one thing to be a believer, but it's another thing if you make yourself a disciple. And then, but like you say, how many definitions of disciple and what does it mean depending on each gathering or on even on each individual? 
what does it mean to be a disciple? And we're going somewhere with this because Jesus actually made it very clear what it means to be a disciple of his. But the question is, does that carry on? Oh, you, like you were saying, this this is kind of carried over into modern day Christianity, into life in Christ. But um, you just after the after um, Jesus had been talking to the people who were actually walking with him, and they were called disciples. After that, you really don't see the word. You see the word disciple in the Book of Acts a few times. Not in the same context as what Jesus said, but then after the book of Acts, you don't see that word at all. Uh, The word disciple is never used to describe a believer or the life of a believer. So, uh, but I I like what you're, what you're thinking about here and let's, um, let's talk this out. Yeah. So disciple number one, uh, if you look at the definition of it in the Greek, it just simply means a student or a pupil. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily somebody who's fully dedicated and, and all of that. I mean, that that could play into it, but it, it's, in, in essence, a disciple is a student, somebody who is learning from somebody else. So the word a, itself, a, you know, the that word with no right. context, the word disciple means somebody who learns, a, a learner. Yeah, a learner, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, and usually from somebody in that culture, this this was mm-hmm. kind of how things worked back in that time. Um, it wasn't unusual for people to be discipled or to be taught, and it might not have anything to do with spiritual things. It could just be life things. Um, and and at one time, you know, Jesus said uh, the goal of the pupil or the disciple is to become like the teacher. Okay, so their job. If you, if, if you choose to accept it, uh, their, their job is to try to become like Jesus through what they did. And so these, these people were called disciples. You did, you did make a good point, though, and I, I don't want people to skim past this. I mean, the, the word disciple, it shows up into the hundreds of times in the New Testament. But you're right. After the book of Acts, it's not in there. The word disciple is not in the New Testament after the book of Acts. And when it is referred to in the book of Acts, it's referring to not the disciples of Jesus, not the disciples of John the Baptist. They were just new believers who were learning from somebody else. In mm-hmm. other words, the apostles had their own disciples that they were teaching. But we're never referred to as disciples. We're never identified as disciples in, in the Bible. So that's just I mean, maybe a little bit of a, of a rubber band. A rubber, we, we used this the other day, a rubber band twang in the brain <laughs> that goes against a lot of what you've been taught. And so one thing that I would point out in Luke chapter 14, Jesus, well, this is an interesting chapter for a lot of reasons, but for the subject in which we're talking about, maybe we can bring something else out from earlier in the chapter here in a bit. But Jesus is, is talking to people, some, some would-be disciples, if you will. Uh, they, they desired to be disciples. So Jesus said, if anyone comes to me, Luke 14, 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. For which of you, 
intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost. Well, now there's a phrase we'll talk about. Count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying that this man began to build something that he wasn't able to finish. Or what king goes to war against another king who does not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him, or will he need 20,000? And so likewise, Jesus goes on here to say, likewise, verse 33, whoever of you do not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Another version says, any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. And what does the New American Standard say on verse 33, Joel? On verse 33, the New American Standard says, So then, none of you can be my disciple who does not give up all his own possessions. So isn't that interesting? So this is a, this is a, pretty, tough, uh, a pretty tough job to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tough job to apply for, don't you think? <laughs> well, and uh, just real quickly, too, I like... I like what Strong says about that, the definition of that word. None of you can be my disciple who does not give up all of his own possessions. Strong's, the 657, literally to say adieu. <laughs> so say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Strong, uh, used who speaks English, used French in his definition. But his definition is literally to say adieu. That's uh, by departing or dismissing. And that means to say goodbye. So none of you can be my disciple who does not say goodbye to all his possessions. That's what Jesus was saying there. You have to say goodbye. You have to give up by departing from all of your possessions. That's what it takes to be Jesus' disciple. And you know me and my uh, Jethro Bodine brain. When when I I hear you (laughs) describe that, my mind goes immediately to the episode with the three stooges where they went to Mexico and there was this language barrier and there was always this guy who was wanting to take a a siesta, a nap. And whenever this guy would show up, instead of saying hello, he would say goodbye. (laughs) And then when he was leaving, he would say hello. A lot of confusion there, just like there is with this passage. So we, we hear people tell us in religious circles, you need to count the cost. Or being a Christian, being a believer in Jesus Christ, it will cost you everything. Uh, it's free, but it will cost you everything. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of different variations of it. But let's, let's look at this in context, though. Uh, Jesus is explaining, I mean, as, as he mentioned uh, in another place, you want to become like the teacher if you're going to be a disciple. A disciple learns from the teacher. The goal is to develop and do things in the way that ultimately makes you like the teacher through through your actions and, and different behaviors. And, and so <clears throat> Jesus is ultimately pointing out to them this 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 discipleship thing, you have to go you have to go to the end. You have to be able to finish it. And he gave he gave that example of don't sit there and try to tell yourself you can build something or do something like with a tower. And then you get partway through and realize you can't finish it. <laughs> you can't get the job done because people will kind of start laughing at you like, well, you, you really thought this out, didn't you? You're halfway through and you can't finish it. Ha ha ha. And uh, 
people were cruel and bullish back then. And so <laughs> whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. That's another issue too. Maybe we can talk about that at some point, but count the cost. Jesus isn't trying to get us or his disciples at that time, the people who were there in front of him. He wasn't trying to get them to try and, and start counting how much it was going to cost them. He was trying to show them that they couldn't afford what it was going to cost hmm. to, to do the job, to do the job that he came to do. Because you see, ultimately, he was going to have to carry a cross. If you were really going to be a disciple of Jesus, you would have to do the same thing. You'd have to carry a cross, seeking to bring redemption, and that just wasn't going to happen, right? So they followed Jesus until about the time of the cross, and there they hit a brick wall. They didn't carry their own cross. Jesus carried his cross. And that's that's another thing the New Testament doesn't mention is our cross or carrying a cross or anything even remotely close to that. There was one cross. There was the cross. It was the cross of Jesus Christ. So yeah, you, you're not going to be able to afford the price. You, you people here in front of me right now, Jesus is telling them, you can't pay for this. I am going to have to do it for you. But religion will try and turn this inside out and put the responsibility back on you or me, or me and you, and a dog named Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not supposed to be that way. That's what religion will do. The job of religion is to put you in the spotlight where Jesus belongs. Yeah, and, and this, the thing about all this, and we'll carry this over to next week a little bit, at least, at least a little bit, we'll see, because I'm just looking at, uh, so three different Bible versions. So in the New King James... The head, you know, there's headings, which weren't, of course, uh, Luke did not write these headings, but the, the publishers of each different versions wrote this. Uh, so in, in the New King James, leaving all to follow Christ. In the English Standard, the cost of discipleship. Uh, the New American <laughs> Standard Bible, discipleship tested. Those are the headings at, at the beginning of, of this section. And so it's as if this is... This is Christianity. This is life in Christ, and it's this is how this you got to leave all to follow Christ, and and your discipleship is tested here, or this is what it costs, the cost of discipleship. But like you're saying, he, Jesus was showing these people that it's a cost that they can't pay, because I've heard this where, so you read where um, Jesus says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters. Yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And so people will say, well, he was just being hyperbolic. He was just using hyperbole. He was mm -hmm. just exaggerating to, to make a point that you're going to have to try. You're going to have to try a little hard. But he was, I mean, this is pretty tough stuff. If he's just exaggerating, I mean, this is pretty solid uh, difficult, impossible stuff. Hate. This is what it takes to be a disciple. You have to hate your own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters. And even your own life, you got to hate it. Uh, and so people will take that and they'll say, I'm just, they'll go along like with what John the Baptist said. I need to become less and he needs to become more. Totally taking what John the Baptist said out of context. So we'll talk some more about this because 
Um, we can even bring that up next week, maybe even too. Uh, we're running out of time here for this week, but um, the cost of discipleship, I think if you get anything out of this today and into next week, is that uh, it's to be a disciple of Jesus. Jesus is saying, you can't pay it. I'm the one, Jesus is saying, I'm the one who's going to do all of this. I'm going to take up the cross. I'm going to go to the cross. No one's going to go there with me. I'm going to do it. It's going to be my work. And then you, after all this happens, get to receive the benefits of all that I'm doing through the cross. Uh, So we'll talk more about this next week. Listen in at growingingrace.org. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.